It's what you all been waiting for, ain't it? What people pay paper for, game it. They can't stain it. They want something new. So let's get reacquainted. Became the hood favorite. I can't even explain it. I surprised myself too. Life of a dawn. Lights keep blowing. Coming in the club with that fresh shit on. With something crazy on my arm. <clears throat> and here's another hit, baby bonds. Hello, everyone. In case you forgot, this is the Fresh Out the Deli podcast. And in case you forgot, I am Nick Sicali. And I don't think you could possibly ever forget, but I'm with Troy Provoheron, um, the multimedia success story, the uh, heavy hitter, the Skip Bayless Jr., whatever you want to call him. So, Troy, you've been doing, like, news hits on the radio station in Tennessee. Yeah, I know. I've, apparently, apparently, I became a really big superstar overnight. It's kind of crazy to me. So, what is it like? Every Monday, you're every on Monday, there? yeah, every Monday, uh, one to three. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, I love it. So, uh, if any of you ever want to listen, uh, you can <laughs> go listen at eleven eighty wvlc dot com. Um, we appreciate the, the listenership. What do you talk about mostly? Um, a lot of Tennessee stuff, but I mean, obviously, with March Madness going on, we've talked a lot of. Um, uh, you know, basketball, college basketball, just as a national thing. But with baseball starting, that's what uh, that's what we'll soon be talking about, which I think is a perfect segue to why we're here, Nick. Yeah, we're going to talk about baseball, uh, yeah. which is both of our favorite sports. And yes. every year, probably for the what the last three or four years. Yeah, it's been about uh, four or five, I'd say. Oh, maybe even longer than yeah. Yeah, but for some reason, every year, like. A couple weeks before the season, me and Troy would call each other and have like a three-hour conversation about completely random baseball things. And uh, so we're going to record it this year. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, just to, for people who are going to listen, we're going to talk a lot about our fantasy league. Our fantasy league is bizarre. It is really bizarre. So um, it really doesn't have an impact on your fantasy league, but I think it's fun for us. So we don't really care what you think. Yeah, and most of the people who listen are in our fantasy league anyway. That's all that matters. So, but we'll try to be a little more. Uh, I think we'll try to be talking more about baseball, baseball as a whole, as yeah. a whole, and in general, not necessarily fantasy specific. But I mean, it'll definitely go into there. So, apologies in advance if you don't want to hear that. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. What? How do we usually start these conversations? I don't even remember. Well, we always usually start by division winners. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that we is just a great pick place division to winners. Start. It's a great way to start because then you just kind of well, you're wrong, and then you kind of just delve into talking points at that point. Yeah, that's true. Division winners is a great way to start because it just shows how dumb you are right away. Because in eight months <laughs> or even two months, you could just l- listen to the first ten minutes of this podcast and be like, "Oh wow, they were wrong everywhere." Okay, let's start. Uh, AL East. I'm guessing I know that you're picking the Red Sox to win the division. Yeah, baby. Okay. Definitely. Not, it's not even going to be close, I don't think. I don't think it would be even a close race this year. Ooh, do you want to but, get but I, do you but get anybody really daring know, and like I'm a huge Red Sox fan. Yeah. So. Sorry, I interrupted you. But no, do, do you want to get really daring and we both just run through the divisions and say what order we think the divisions will end in, top to bottom? Yeah, let's do it. 
Okay. So I got you, I got the divisions pulled up here, so let's let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've got Red Sox one, Blue Jays two, Yankees three, Rays four, Orioles five. Sorry, Orioles fans. Wow. Why do you hate the Orioles? I just always so every year I like predict them to be last place and. Most of the time, they make the playoffs. So, yeah, I'm an idiot for sure. But I just can never really go for a team with a pitching staff that bad. And I know they have a great bullpen. And, like, but, like, for a team that has no pitching staff and their best players are Mark Trumbo and Chris Davis, who, well, like... Adam Jones. Yeah, but Adam Jones isn't even that great anymore. Like, I mean, they just got, they're like, I understand they're a good team, but they're like the epitome of like the types of players that I hate. Like they don't play great defense. They hit home runs without batting average or walking at all. And like, they don't have good pitching. Nick, you just described the Toronto Blue Jays who you picked to finish second. No, but the Blue Jays at least walk. I guess. And, and, and the Blue Jays like two best arms are infinitely better than the best arms on the Orioles. All right. You want me, you want me to go? Yeah. You're, go. you're wrong. You're okay, wrong. That's fine. Red Sox won. I think they win the division by at least seven games. I agree with that. Uh, Orioles two. Uh, give me the Rays third, the Blue Jays fourth, and the Yankees fifth. See, I'm not going to complain about the Yankees being fifth. I'm putting the Yankees third because every year Joe Girardi somehow gets the team to 500. They're always they always have yeah. 82. I wins. think you're right, but like, I think they're so, the worst. I think on paper they're the worst team in the division. And I think you're probably right. And a lot of that has to do with the team is young. They have all these position players that haven't really played full seasons or have never really broke out yet. And then they don't ha- – and if I'm saying that the uh, Orioles don't have a starting rotation, I think I'd probably take the Orioles starting rotation in a second over the Yankees. But, yeah. But the Yankees always make a trade at the deadline. They have pieces that they can make their team better if they're competitive or surprisingly good, and the Orioles don't have that. And the Yankees also have the endless cash that they could throw at teams to get players also. So I always like ranking the Yankees right in the middle just because I always feel like – they have the resources to get better if they want. They're never going to, like, completely tank and sell out and, like, only win 70 games. Like, they're always going to be pretty competitive. So yeah. that's why I always pick them ahead. And so you like the you like the Rays a little more than I do, though, probably. Yeah, I think I think the way Archer pitched in the second half last year is – it was promising. Um I think Evan Longoria has a little bit of a, a, a slump after what he did last year, but I really think this is I think this is gonna be Kevin Kiermeyer's best offensive season. Um I really like some of the players that they have in that lineup and I think that pitching staff is still really good even without Smiley and Matt Moore on it. I still think I really love I think that might be from top to bottom, one through five, the best pitching staff in the division. I agree with that for sure. Especially if Blake Snell comes up and does what he can, uh, or yeah. like what what he's capable of doing. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, he could he could wind up walking like four people every <laughs> for nine innings, but he still should strike out a, per, a batter an inning, have an ERA around 
3.6 at the very worst. I mean, Blake oh, Snell he is has that, a star. He has that talent, yeah. So if, if he breaks out, um, that, that rotation can be dominant. And especially with the, you know, the injury problems and the kind of concerns that the Red Sox have with David Price, and you don't know exactly how uh, Chris Sale is going to perform in a much uh, – I mean, Chris Sale has never been on a team even close to making the playoffs or in a market that really cares. I mean, he's in oh, Chicago no. on the second team in that, you know, in the city. So for yeah. him to all of a sudden be propelled onto what's like 100% a playoff team, 100%, um, uh, like all that matters in the, in Boston in the middle of the summer is like how good are the Red Sox. So you don't really know how that's going to shake out. So I, I think the... The Rays uh, definitely have a chance to uh, be better than the Red Sox in terms of pitching. but And as a Red Sox fan, we'll take it, but Rick Porcello won the weakest AL Cy Young race of all time last year. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody really feels – and Rick Porcello, he could have a fine season this year. Oh, easily. Um, no, I think he had a great year last year, but yeah. that wasn't a Cy Young season right. by and, any other year. And a year removed from having an, just a downright awful season – it's it's hard to just assume that Riporcello will be great again. All right, let's go to the central. All right. Uh, you want to go first this time since I went first last time? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. The only team that can beat the Red so- that can stop the Red Sox from going to the World Series wins this division. Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um. Then I'll take the Royals, number two. The Tigers, number three. The Twins, number four. And the White Sox, number five. Okay. So we're, again, in agreement at the top. Definitely the Indians' division to lose. Um, I'm actually going with the Tigers' second. And I'll tell you why. It's because I think this is the last year that they really have a chance to be competitive with the group that they have. And they haven't really shown signs. I know two years ago they traded a couple pieces that were expiring. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year they have a few expiring people too, like J.D. Martinez is gonna uh, is on the last year of his contract. So uh, if, if things aren't going well, they can just sell in the middle of the season and be fine. But I think yeah. because they didn't really sell in the offseason, they're going to go one more shot at it. And th- they might make a couple moves. So maybe if they're lingering, like I said, with the Yankees – um, they have a young pitching staff that could be better. Like D- Daniel Norris could get pretty uh, – if, if he comes up and he's good. Uh, Fulmer's as good as he was last year. Verlander is uh, good again, which I think he oh, will be. And, I think so. uh, and Jordan Zimmerman, I mean, there's no way he could possibly be as bad as he was last year. <laughs> no, uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, he was a pretty darn good pitcher up until, you know, the a year May. ago. Yeah. Because even yeah. April, wasn't he like 5-0 and with a 2 ERA through April last year? That sounds right, but I'm not going to quote myself <laughs> on that. All right. So I think I think the Tigers have the, <laughs> the, the best cha- upside of the teams that aren't the Indians. I don't think they'd make the playoffs, but I think out of all those other guys, I kind of feel them. Um, I'll go yeah. Royals third. I don't know if I really trust the team – they have got they got rid of a couple of their outfielders. They've had some injury problems in the past. Their uh, rotation, unfortunately, isn't as strong as it was, and their bullpen is no longer the dominant force that it is. So I'm a Royals third. Don't think they really have a chance to make the playoffs, but who knows? Uh, 
And then I guess I'll go Twins and White Sox too. I feel like maybe I'm over like maybe I'm we're, we're like burying the White Sox. Uh, but they're I, not good, right? Like I don't I can't remember them getting anybody. Like I don't think they're good. I mean, I might be wrong about that. Their best player, right? I mean, think about it. They traded away Chris Sale and they traded away yeah. Adam Eaton, who are their two best players. So they have to be bad. So they have to be bad. I mean, your Moncada <laughs> could be really good. But he wasn't until, very good last year. I mean, he he had like 22 at-bats for the Red Sox, and he was good in the minors. They weren't a good 22 at-bats, Nick. You know, I know. He was terrible. He struck out like 60% of the time. But, I mean, he has upside. But, like, if you're saying Yohan Mankata is probably their second best player right now, and he has 22 major league at-bats and hasn't proven anything yet, like, there's no way the team is good. Yeah. They're going to probably trade they're... David Robinson by the All-Star break. They're probably going to – I mean, probably trade Todd Frazier. I think he only has one year left on the deal. Yeah. He stinks anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And I don't, I don't particularly think the Twins are good either, but at least they have young guys that are at the majors. Like if Buxton is finally – Well, Brian, Brian, Brian Dozier is infinitely better than any player the White Sox have. Yeah, that's true too. So, I guess Quintana is better than any player the Twins have. I forgot that they still have Jose Quintana, but they're probably they, they'll probably trade him too. Yeah, probably. So they, I mean, you could have who's Barrios for the Twins. I mean, if he ends up being anything, that could be huge. Yeah, so his I, stuff is his stuff is nasty, but he was terrible last year. Yeah, I feel bad for the Twins. They always – like all of their <laughs> prospects come up and they look great in the minors and they come up and they do nothing for two years. It's really sad. I'm still waiting for Byron Buxton to get like – to string two hits in a row. Yeah, and like remember when like Miguel Sano was cool for a month and a half in 2015? Yeah. Like last yeah. year, like did he do anything? I don't think so. I mean – Not that not, – that, not that anything that was, that was so impressive that I needed to take note of it. And then they got that – uh that that uh, Korean uh, DH that they spent a ton of money on, and they released him halfway through the season because he couldn't hit his way out of a paper bag. <laughs> like they just they they've got bad luck. I think they have all new management there now, though. So maybe that'll maybe it'll take a little time for them to turn around. But it's kind of a boring division because the Indians are so clearly ahead. Oh yeah, I think. I think both, like, I'd be honestly shocked if the ALCS isn't Cleveland-Boston. I mean, anything could happen once you make it to the playoffs. And the the one thing the Indians have to worry about is injuries. Like, Brantley didn't play at all last year, and they made the World Series. So I guess it, they have pretty good depth. But if Brantley's hurt again this year, and Kipnis is ready on the DL. So there's a couple things to worry about. but That's true. But, I mean, injuries are always the great equalizer in any, any, any sport. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, the Red Sox can get hit with the injury bug, and it doesn't matter how good they are. Yeah. Like, but, uh, all right, AL West. This uh, is the best division in baseball. You think? Yeah. I think so, too, actually. I, it's it's close between them and... The NL Central? The, I don't know. I, I don't really think it's that close. I think this is the best division in baseball. This is probably down. the best... I, well, it, it's weird because – so I'll just go with my order. I think the Astros are the best. 
Wow. I'm going Astros, Mariners, Rangers. But then I think the Athletics and the Angels are both awful. So it's, like, really top-heavy. Like, those first three teams will have a really good record because the Athletics and the Angels are going to win 70 games each. The Central's the exact same way, though. The NL Central's the exact same way because you have the Reds and the Brewers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I, I actually don't particularly think the Pirates are going to be any good this year. I don't think so either. So I think the West is better than the Central. I think the e, the AL East might be a little better than the West. But it just it, it depends on what, if the Orioles are as good as they were last year or if they're not. Yeah. I'm surprised you have the Astros winning that division. Uh, I just – Because you love Cole Hamels so much. Oh, he's he's kind of old now, though. And, I mean, I, I love Cole Hamels. I'm not going to pick the Rangers because they have him. Uh, but I just – when you look at the Astros and look at what what they've done the last two years and how young the team is, uh, yeah. I, I don't – I think next to the Indians – I mean, there's the Indians, the Red Sox have a very scary lineup, but I don't think the Astros are far behind because they, they've got Altuve, who's one of the best hitters in the league. They have George Springer, who has endless upside and has been pretty consistent throughout his career so far. They have Correa. They've got Bregman. They just signed Josh Reddick to play the outfield. Mm-hmm. I think they have Aoki as a backup outfielder. I mean, they, they, Their lineup is pretty stacked. They have Gurriel, who could be pretty good. And then I actually yeah. really, really like their pitching staff, too. Especially if Keiko bounces back. If Keiko bounces back, I think that would be huge. If Keiko um, bounces back, they get a close to full season from McCullers. I, I think their pitching staff is honestly, I think, could be the best in baseball. That's fair. But what what what's your order? Okay, I'm going. Rangers win the division. It seems like they always win the division. I'm not going to pick against them until they don't win the division. Mm-hmm. Um, you make a compelling argument for the Astros. You really do. I don't think the Astros make the playoffs. I don't really have a reason (laughs) why. Like, what you just said and all that stuff you said makes sense. I just don't see it. I don't know why the Astros aren't making the playoffs. I think this is the year the Mariners finally make the playoffs. I'm going to pick them second. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that team has been so close so many times. And for, like, whatever reason, they just don't get there. I think this is the year they do it. I almost picked them to win the division. But I'm not mm-hmm. going to do it. I'm going to pick Texas, then Seattle, then Houston. Um, Mike Trout will make the Angels about two games better than the Moneyball Athletics. And this is where I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. <laughs> Los Angeles, the Angels have really ruined what could be so great because they've just wasted Mike Trout. And there's, and, and, there's and, no coming out of it either. Like, the team has no upside. And as mad as I am for the Angels doing that, I'm more mad at Mike Trout. Why did you sign the extension? Well, the dude's getting paid a ton of money. I don't care. Any team would have paid him a ton of money. It's Mike Trout. He's the best player in baseball. Go somewhere where you can win more than 50 games a year. That team is horrible. It's him, and if anybody can name me any other starter without, like, a 10-second pause, like, you have to think about it. Besides Albert Pujols. Oh, well, I forgot about him because he's, like, 77 years old now. Hey, he's still pretty damn good. Yeah, but he leans on a walker to swing the bat. Like, it's not like (laughs) – 
like cool. It, it was cool when he signed a long time ago. It's not cool anymore. I think this is the last year they're paying uh, Josh Hamilton also. I just don't get it. Why did he sign the extension? Go. Leave. Like, w- win something. Because you know what's going to happen? And, and I know championships don't matter as much as baseball as they do in every other sport. But Mike Trout's going to be on a guy who, like, he, he's not going to even come close to sniffing winning, let alone not winning. Like, he's going to be on teams that are below 500 for the next five years. Yeah. I mean, this team has really no shot of going anywhere anytime soon. Um, I, I, I do think they could be better than Oakland, sure. Because Oakland right now doesn't, like, even have a major league roster. Yeah. Like, Oakland's... But they like, never do. No, they don't. But they and but sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. But right now, it just doesn't look like... Like, who's the best player in Oakland? Is it Marcus Semien? Oh, no, it's Trevor Plouffe, who they're going to trade halfway through the year. Yeah, it's probably Plouffe or Simeon or... Vote? It might be Steven Vaught, yeah. It might be Vote. That's bad. That's I mean, really their, bad. their outfield is Matt Joyce, Rajai Davis... <laughs> and 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 Karis Davis, who somehow had over forty home runs last year, we said forty home runs. He has the most home runs in the majors after the All Star break uh, last year. Yeah, two years ago. So Chris Davis is cool to me. I think yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Chris Davis is great, but he's probably their best player. He's their best player. He's also extremely forgettable because I would have said he's their best player by far if I remembered he existed. Yeah. He's their best player. Sonny Gray is actually their best player if he doesn't pitch like a giant pile of turd like he did last year. Yeah, I don't I don't see him coming back from it anytime soon. <laughs> Unfortunately, I mean, he, he's already resting in spring training. Like, the dude, just something's wrong with him, unfortunately. he's I, He was so fun those first two seasons. Like, he was so fi- efficient. And, yeah, he was like, fantastic. But with those young pitchers, once they start, those innings starts getting up and they have their first few seasons of it's about how you adjust and how you're able to take care of your body yeah i mean sometimes it takes a while for them to finally get back into it like but i wouldn't be surprised if for the next two seasons he was down and then maybe he had a little resurgence but yeah but like i'm looking at the angels right so they have trout and pool house they have cole calhoun who's like a respectable player they've gotten jolton simmons who's really really great uh, and then they have, you know, really great at defense, right? They have, you know, Escobar at third base who somehow bats three fifteen every year. <laughs> and then their other outfield spot is Ben Revere or, uh, your favorite player, Cameron Maben. I do love Cameron Maben. So th- they have like a major league roster. They're not going anywhere, but at least they have a major league. Well, at least offense. I mean, they yeah, don't I mean, have any pitchers. Do you have there. a pitcher? Do you name a pitcher? Tyler Skaggs, their best pitcher? Uh, is Garrett Richards healthy at all? No, he's had Tommy John. Didn't but, he? Or, oh, no, he was the one who didn't have Tommy John. Yeah, he's resting he, it. I think he's going to be Tanaka-ish. So, I mean, that's not a good thing. Tyler Skaggs. <laughs> yeah, Tyler Skaggs might be the best. Oof, that's, that's not scary. good. scary. Wow. No, there's got to be somebody else. Hold on, let me see. Oh, they Matt Shoemaker. He's out for the year. He had Tommy John last year, didn't he? Or did no, it, he was got, last year his year sitting no, out from Tommy John? No, last year he got hurt because remember he had the ball that flew off his head. Oh right, he's so, fine. Yeah, so he's fine. I mean, besides the fa- fact that he has like a metal plate in his skull. Yeah, so he's okay. All right. And they traded for Alex Meyer, the old 
a Twins prospect, but no. Why are we for some reason I thought you were saying about Jamie Moyer. I was like, why did they <laughs> sign the the guy out of the retirement home? I don't know why we're talking about uh, the two worst teams so much. Because it's fun to point at people's failures. Yeah, I do. I do think. I think Seattle and the Rangers can be pretty close. Seattle might have problems with their rotation also. But they've Depending got, on what to get out of King Felix. Uh, Felix, if Iwakuma can stay healthy. And I think James Paxton actually looked really, really good last year. Oh, he was fantastic. So no, if James really Paxton good. continues that breakout and ha- gives you a full season, I mean, then you don't even need King, King Felix to be that good. Oh, and they, I forgot they got Drew Smiley, who's respectable. Taiwan, Taiwan Walker, too. No, they traded him to uh, Arizona. Oh, right. Yeah. They got, that's how they got um, Gene Zagura. Right. They just fleeced him. Yeah. But, uh, like, I forgot Seattle has Gene Segura. Oh, that offense is unstoppable. That offense is great because they've got Segura. Nelson Cruz. They got Cruz. They got Robinson Seager. Cano. Cano. They have Mitch Haniger, who I really like in the outfield. Not that he, he might not that? Start. He's like a really obscure outfielder, but for some reason, every time I look at his stats, he seems like he's really great. I don't Never know heard why. of that guy in my entire life, Nick. Trust me, Mitch Haniger, he's going to be good this year. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to take your word for it because I've never heard of that guy in my entire life. They also have uh, Mike Zuzino, who, you that know, bat, bad. bats 150 every year. They <laughs> need a better catcher. Well, they have 45-year-old Carlos Ruiz as his backup. Carlos Ruiz is much better than Mike Zanino. Oh, I agree 100%. <laughs> but I think Seattle's going to be good. they got Jared Dyson to play center field. So they've got a pretty good defense. They have a well-rounded offense. They have Edwin Diaz could be, like, one of the four best relievers in the league. Nick, you sold me. I'm switching it. The Mariners are winning the division. Yeah, the Mariners. Mariners first, Rangers second, Astros third. I'm and sold. I and I put I put the, the Rangers third, but I mean I'm, it's it's going to be close between the three of them. You give me Seattle. Yeah. Okay, I'm down with that. <laughs> the Rangers, you gotta you, you really have to hope that you you have a lot of questions up in the air with the Rangers like Mazzara, Profar, Chu, Gallows, and Napoli. Like it's really hard to say if all of those guys will be good, all those guys will be terrible. If all yeah. those guys will be injured. You never know what happens with Darvish. He's yeah. kind of like, you know. He's either the he's best like, pitcher in the division or. Like he's on like, the shelf. Right. <laughs> and Hamels. I love Hamels, but, I mean, come on. He's like 44 now. I think he's, what is he? I think he's probably 53. <laughs> yeah, but that's, like that. that's getting he up there. feels like he's been around for 20 years, though. And uh, for sure the guy's consistent, but he's not, he's always been like the best number two pitcher in the league. Yeah. Like, he's going to have a 3.4, 3.5 ERA, a pretty good strikeout rate. He'll, if you care about wins, he'll win 12 games. Maybe 15 if the team's really, really good behind him. But I just, I, I don't, to me, Texas has the most, like, Texas has a lot of upside, but there's also a lot of questions there. No, I agree. Plus, Beltre's 40. He's got to get bad eventually, doesn't he? Maybe. I, yeah, probably not this year. I guess Ortiz never got bad. No, Ortiz is a living legend. Oh, I love Ortiz. Sorry. I'm, I'm, this is going to be the worst. I, I haven't decided whether this is going to be like 
how this baseball season is going to be because I don't know what it's going to be like not watching 34 spit into his gloves and <laughs> hit balls to the moon. The one steal a year for Ortiz. Well, I think I think I'm going to cry like when opening day. I think that's what eight days away now when he's not in the starting lineup. I think it's going to hurt. I mean, just hurt. just when you see Hanley Ramirez as his replacement, <laughs> who if if you haven't seen, he's he's kind of he's bulked up a bit. He's so a monster. He's trying to uh, take after uh, Manny. He's a beast. Probably taking taking some uh, good substances to help his uh, strength out, since he doesn't have to be in the field anymore. Not that he could really ever be in the field. He, but he was okay. He was respectable at first base last year. Yeah, he was fine. I mean, it, it was comical in the outfield two years ago. Yeah, it was really bad. It wasn't fun. Oh, do you – I have to ask you, are you – on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being like about to jump off a bridge, what do you think of Sandoval? I think Sandoval's going to be fine. You do? I do. I think he's I – think, I think he should start at third base, and I think he'll do a really good job starting at third base. Okay. He looks good. Watched a lot of spring games. He looks good. All right. No. <laughs> all back on the panda. Okay. I'm going to go – let's go NL East. Let's uh, do it. Probably – if the AL West is the most exciting division, the NL East per usual is probably the least <laughs> exciting. <laughs> um, but maybe not. I don't know. Um, you know. The top two are interesting. I, I have the Nationals first. Uh, I just I trust them a little more. They made good moves in the off season, getting Eaton. Uh, yeah, they have Scherzer, who's the best pitcher in the division. Ramos uh, I, to Weeders is a huge drop off, though. It is, but Ramos was always hurt for them anyway. Yeah, and I, I think if if Harper is he's the most overrated player in baseball. Most overrated or underrated? He's the most he's the most overrated player in baseball. Yeah, but if he's half of what he, somewhere in between what he was last year and two years ago, like they should be fine, and they were fine last year with him being bad. I guess. So I just so I, I've got the Nationals first. I've got the Mets second, but really, really, really close with the Braves. You have the Braves third? I have the Braves third, and I'll tell you why later. And then I've got the Marlins, uh, I'll put fourth, and I'm still keeping the Phillies in the cellar, even though I think the Phillies have a really good uh, young pitching staff. Oh, wow. I'm stunned. <laughs> I feel like to, to, hear the Bra- to hear that the Braves are anything other than like last or second to last – that hurts. Hey, I feel like that's really become like could, a baseball staple. I think they could a- approach 80 wins. Can I hear why? Sure. Before I, before I give mine, can I hear why? Sure. I just think that that's, that's absurd. Well, like, so listen to their to their offense. Like, you're going to be shocked at the amount of, like, confidence in the in their offense. They have Freddie Freeman and Nick Markakis. So their outfield is Ender Inciarte, Markakis, and Matt Camp. Those are three respectable major league players. It's a good outfield. Like Matt Kemp had like thirty home runs last year. Markakis in the top half of outfields in the league. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I, I, I and I love Andrew Inciarte. I think he's great. Uh, Freddie Freeman really, really turned it on the second half last year. Yeah. And if and if that's the player he is, a thirty home run, batting three ten, uh, first baseman with a good glove. 
if that's if he could do that throughout the season, then Freddie Freeman's going to be really great. Uh, they traded for Brandon Phillips because the Reds didn't want to pay him anymore. But Brandon Phillips is still great defense, pretty good offensive player. You know, respectable second baseman. Uh, they've got Swanson at shortstop. He's up and coming again. Yeah. Good defense. Not sure if this year will be the year that he shows that he's a hundred percent a major league, you know, a future all star. But he's got the upside. Like no, you'd rather have Swanson. Yeah, he was he was great in the minors, so he's yeah. got the upside there. And if this is the year that he breaks out, then that's a pretty good uh, lineup. I mean, Tyler Flowers at catcher's crap, but every team has a bad player. And they've got a couple like utility people. They've got like Jace Peterson, who's okay. Donis Garcia, whatever at third base. But I think this team on offense is like you know they're pretty respectable. Like, and I think last year in the second half, uh, post All Star, I think they were like top two or three in the entire in all of baseball in runs. So if they keep that up, I think they could be a, a respectable offense. And they have. I mean, I know the pitching staff looks really weird, but they do have all those prospects that halfway through the season they'll call up uh, some of those guys, and I think they could. Uh, I think they could handle the rotation just fine. Tehran's good. They've got Bartolo and R. A. Dickey and Jaime Garcia and Josh Colmenter. I mean, those guys aren't good, but they'll lead up innings for them until the prospects are ready. Um, I think if their offense is as good as I think it'll be, those those pitchers will get by just fine. And again, I'm not saying they're going to win the division by any means, but I think they can get 80 wins and put up a respectable team. Hmm. You know what, Nick? Those are some solid points. Well, thank you. I'm going to think about it. Did Number you... one. Oh, yeah, go. Go oh, ahead. No, go, go, go. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to, I was going to ask you if you had the Marlins ahead of them, but you're about to answer that for me. Yeah. I'm going to think about it. I don't even know if I have the answer to that question right now. You've really thrown a curveball to me. Um, number one is going to be the Mets. Okay. Um, they they were – everything went wrong last year and they still made the playoffs. They couldn't, they, they couldn't even possibly reach that level of like bad luck this year and not even come close to that level of bad luck. That pitching staff is unbelievable. Even though I, Matt Harvey scares me, I'd tr- probably try and get rid of him as mm-hmm. quickly as possible. Um, but I mean, they have seven, eight guys who are just who would be one, twos, or threes in a lot of rotations in this league. Definitely. Um, so they have the best pitching staff in baseball. They brought Yoenis Cespedes back. They got Neil Walker back. Um, that offense is never going to scare you, but it's going to hit a lot of balls out the park. And with that pitching staff, they only probably need one or two a game. Um, so they're going to win the division. Okay. I'd say that they're my biggest lock to win a division behind Boston Cleveland? and Cleveland. Boston okay. and Cleveland. I'd say that they're the third biggest lock. Oof. I, I don't know if I agree with you there, but that's all right. <laughs> Uh, the Nationals will finish second. They'll make the playoffs. They'll be a wild card. They'll lose to the Giants in the in the wild card game. That's fine. Um, he really threw me through a curveball here, Nick. <laughs> well, you just assumed that the Braves are terrible. Like, and it's easy to assume that. No, see, I knew every one of those players were on my team, on their team. I just didn't 
think about it until like I never really thought about oh wow all those players on that team that could be interesting until right now. And I don't know if that's ever happened to you where like you know something but you don't really know it. Yeah, it's it, like it takes a while to like put it all it together to and in. to like see yeah. what like, it combined really means. Give me Atlanta finishing third. Yes. Yeah, give yes. it to me because I. Well, well, I mean the problem is is that I really don't like the Marlins. Yeah, I was neither like, do I. I. I was like begrudgingly like – they have two good players on their entire team now that Jose Fernandez is gone. Best well, place. yeah. If, if if Fernandez was still around, uh, I think I may have picked them over the Braves. But losing yeah. the best player on the team by far just well, – Probably one of the best – probably the best player in the division. Yeah. Um, Although Max Scherzer would probably have something to say about that. But. I think Jose Fernandez is better than Max Scherzer. I do too. But but, uh, um, but just going into the season, knowing what Max Scherzer's done the last five years, and Jose Fernandez still being young, having an injury history—I mean, I mean, now it doesn't matter. <laughs> but. Yeah, I think uh, the, the Marlins only have two good players, and really, it's like one and a half because I don't know if like the second player is good. Christian Yelich is good. Christian Yelich a is a player. star, um, and he gets better every season. Is Marcelo is Marcelo Zuna good? No, I see. I think he's good. See, that's why I say he's a one and a half, because I feel like the opinion on him differs between person and people, like different people. See, I would say one and a half, because I'd go Yelich is the one, and then the half is Martin Prado, because he's going to miss half the season, because he's always hurt. All right, so let's give a half to Marcelo Zuna and half to Martin Prado. So they have two? I'm on board with that. They have two (laughs) good players, but split amongst three people. Because John Carlos Stanton is not a good baseball player. He can be, but he's not currently. He can't. He can't oh. be a good baseball player because he has the world's worst. He has baseball's worst swing. He also it's long, the, the, like the most powerful, but that doesn't mean you're a good player. It's a long swing. He swings at everything. The only swing, well, it's not because Trevor Story has a nice swing. It's just that he does no plate discipline, so that's not true. John Stanton has the worst swing in baseball. It's just bad, and yeah, he can hit the ball a mile. We don't really hit the ball anywhere else. He's a bad baseball player. And anybody who thinks they did it differently obviously just doesn't watch baseball. He's not very good. Yeah. John Carlos Stan John Carlos Stan's gonna show up at my front door and beat the crap out of me. Oh, but it, that's fine. it wouldn't take very much effort to do that either. No, that he, that's fine. He's a, but a I mean, giant individual. He could rip you in half. He'd probably be a better WWE star though than a baseball player. Easily. I don't think John Carlos Stanton though really has the time to go to Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, that's I, think he probably has, I think he has probably better things to do. He could probably hire somebody with that gigantic contract he has to like keep tabs on your social media and stuff to make, to see like the next time you're going home to South Florida. Though. That's probably the that's probably the reason why I think he's the worst player in baseball is because they paid him so much money and he's really bad. Mm-hmm. Like if he was being paid an average amount of money and really bad, then I could be okay with that. Definitely the fact one, that of he's like one of the overpaid. highest paid baseball players, and he stinks. That upsets me. And he's always hurt, and he yeah. can't really play defense. It's like it, you. I, I want him to be good, but, but he's not. Nothing would would get me more excited than if at this season Stanton played 150 games. I'll even take 140 games. Hit 45 home runs and batted like 265. Like I'd be thrilled if he could do that. But I, until he does it and puts a full season together. It's just going to be a guy who has the potential, but it's not going to really work out. 
And I guess to make it official, the Phillies are finishing last. Yeah. And I think you're right. I like their pitching staff, but who's their best offensive player? They're one year away. It's a it's a Dubal Herrera, and then what else you got after that? They have Michael Franco is a notable player, and Tommy yeah, Joseph notable. is a player that could become a notable player, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I That's mean, fair. they're starting very bad now. Howie Kendrick, <laughs> always bad. Michael Saunders is their starting outfielder. Saunders Clegane. Yeah, that's just. <laughs> He'd be better off as an extra in Game of Thrones. Easily. Uh, J.P. Crawford's still probably a year away. The The team has talent, but it's not uh, – they're, they're, they're just not there yet. If the Phillies get close to sniffing like 75, 80 wins, it's probably going to be because their pitching staff goes off. Because Aaron Nola, Jared Eikhoff, Helixson was good last year, Vincent Velasquez – you you, you you know Clay Buckholtz. I mean, every other year. Last year he was a, he was terrible. So this year, I mean, who knows? He could have a three point two ERA. I'm drafting Clay Buckholtz in fantasy this year. But you, I draft Clay Buckholtz in fantasy every year. You go do that. And they also have a pretty good uh, bullpen. I mean, they have Hector Neris, who's Hector awesome. Hector Neris, yeah. Pat Neshek's been good in the past. Yeah. Uh, Benoit's been good in the past. I think Jenmar Gomez is absolute trash. Nick, they might be better than the Marlins the more we talk about this. Oh, I, I think they have more upside just because of the pitching staff. Because the Marlins, their best pitchers weigh in Chen. And then they, they've got Edison Volquez. And, I mean, I guess the Marlins have a pretty good – actually, the Marlins have a really good fucking bullpen. Holy cow. They have A.J. Ramos. They have Kyle Bearclaw. Yeah. They've got Brad Ziegler. Mm-hmm. They have David Phelps, who was good last year. He was good bullpen. last year. And then they yeah. have Tozawa. I forgot they got Janichi. So they actually have a really damn good bullpen. But, I mean, their second-best pitcher is Tom Kohler. And they, oh, that's bad. They have your favorite guy in the world, Dan Straley. I also. do love Dan Straley. <laughs> and that guy has, he has to be good eventually, right? He, he's got to be, like, 32 now, though, doesn't he? Like, I feel like you've been in love with him for, like, six and a half years now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, mean, he, he, I mean, he is one of my, like, favorite pitchers. I don't know why. He's your kryptonite. Like you just you can't the the one guy that you irrationally like. Everybody has a couple of those guys. Yeah, I picked him up when he was on the Reds and he got called up last year. I picked him up in fantasy. I was like, that's it. This is going to be it for Dan Straley. Then he had one really good start. And I got really <laughs> excited. And he was awful the rest of the year. Yeah, just uh, terrible. Uh, the uh, the one thing before we move on from this division, because uh, I, I didn't talk about Washington that much. Um, the the reason I have Washington over the Mets is I feel like both teams have similar downsides. Like the Mets last year, you're right, you saw a, a lot of uh, bad things. A lot of things went wrong. But I, I think yeah. because they rely so heavily on their pitching staff, um, because like you, I'm scared of Matt Harvey, Jacob deGrom, they have all these pitchers that are prone – not prone to injury even, but like profile as people who could be. Yeah. And whenever you have these superstar like rotations that look impossible to beat, it never works the way that you expect. You're bound to have one of those guys have a down year or be injured. And, you know, Joe Familia is going to start the season with the suspension most likely. Uh, and... Their offense has a couple of question marks. I just think 
the Nationals have a, a, are a bit deeper overall, and I think Trey Turner has the chance to be the best player on both teams. Well, let's not go that far. I don't know. What's wrong with Trey Turner? I, I, I'm saying he has a chance. Oh, no, I love Trey Turner. He's not going to be better than Ioannis Tespitis. I, I, I think... But Ioannis Tespitis has gotten better every year. He's lowered his strikeout rate every year. He's upped his walk rate, and he still hits 35 home runs and 100 RBI. But and they, he's still batting 280, 290. But they still have to worry about... The Mets are still going to use Jose uh, Reyes. That's fine. They're Jose still, Reyes was good last year. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if I really trust him. They're going to have Jose Reyes. They're going to have to rely on Estrubal. He was good last year, too. He was fine. They're going to have to rely on Jay Bruce or Lucas Duda. I'm not sure if I really feel that way. David Wright's not going to play. Well, Lucas, Duda, Lucas Duda will play first base. David Wright will play eventually. So Wait, do you um, think Jay Bruce is going to play the outfield? Yeah. See, I, don't I, think Jay, that makes I really don't think, think Jay Bruce is going to play that much at all. Okay, that's good. Because if Jay Bruce is playing the outfield, then I, I like the team even less. Because I'm, I'm, I'm talking assuming that Conforto plays most of the time and right. I mean, you'd hope that they play Conforto more. He's better than Jay Bruce. I mean, I was there this summer. He was a lot better last year, and they didn't play Conforto. Jay Bruce stunk last year. Jay Bruce is the worst. I've never seen a player be that bad. That's why I ever. think if Jay Bruce plays, it's going to be at first base, splitting time with Duda. That sounds like a recipe for disaster. It's it's not a good situation. I don't know. They just, they just have question marks, and I I like I I think Washington's more complete. Washington biggest, also has a bunch of like weird drama things that come up every year that kind of make them flame out. But my biggest problem with the Nationals is I think Harper is extremely overrated. Um, I I I, I love Trey Turner. I think he's going to be really good. It's just hard to tell how good he'll be. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is, and I I love Daniel Murphy. I don't think anybody likes Daniel Murphy more than I do. Um. I still think he got absolutely robbed last year of MVP. I honestly don't even know how you can make a case for Chris Bryant over Daniel Murphy. <laughs> but somehow they did, and somehow Chris Bryant won by like 50 first-place votes. Um, it's the biggest travesty that's, ever, travesty that's ever happened in awards sports history. But regardless of that, Daniel Murphy can't replicate that season again. I don't think it's even humanly possible to replicate that season again. No, I, I agree. I mean, he can't bat... 350 again it's, it seems impossible right like it's just yeah. not it, it it's unfathomable that he did it once so if you don't know what bryce harper if you don't know what bryce harper you're gonna get if you don't know what trey turner you're gonna get and you know you're gonna get a worse daniel murphy where's their offense coming from they well they but still, we're not talking about rendon which i love anthony uh, rendon as a side note espn you have anthony rendon ranked 120th and trevor story ranked in the top 30 that's just a, uh, unbelievable. An earthquake should hit Bristol, Connecticut right now. On, only the ESPN headquarters and the whoever designed that, his office should just fall into an abyss. Because that's the worst thing that I've ever seen. The fact that you can have Trevor Story ranked 100 spots ahead of Anthony Rendon. And I know in our league we penalize for strikeouts, and I'm not really sure how many people penalize for strikeouts in our league. But Anthony Rendon, even without being penalized for strikeouts, is infinitely better than Trevor Story. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Rendon, 
is one of those people that I've just I've loved for the last four years, and he's one of my irrational people. But I mean, I think he's really good. No, he's fantastic. I think he's one of the. Right. He's probably one of the top ten, top fifteen. I mean, third base is a loaded position, but he's probably one. Still, one of the best third basemen in the league. Yeah, and he and he, and, he, and he could play shortstop or second base if they needed him to. Yeah, and and then the other guy that you're forgetting is Adam Eaton, who I also irrationally like, and may, maybe you don't like him as much. Well, I like as I Adam Eaton, but I just think like if you're gonna say you don't know. If they're four best players, so fine. You don't know Bryce Harper or Daniel Murphy or Trey Turner or, are going to give you. Then their next best player is either Adam Eaton or Anthony Rendon. And, like, those guys are pretty good. And if you yeah. go through the top three, if you just say, like, let's say Yomenes Cespedes isn't as good as you think, who's the, the Mets' next best hitter? Neil Walker. And I think I would take any of those guys over Neil Walker. Yeah, probably. But I'm saying I mean, I mean I, the Nationals I would take, have no bullpen. I take Eaton over Neil Walker. I'd take Rendon over Neil Walker, so and that's I. canceling out the players who are probably going to be the three best players on their team. The Nationals have no bullpen, though. That scares me. Oh, that's true. That's for sure. And uh, do and they the even Mets have a closer? Have, uh, as, no. I mean, I think Sean Kelly's fine, and he could be a fine closer. I mean, he's got a good strikeout rate. He's been a very reliable setup guy for the past six or seven years. So I have no reason to think Sean Kelly wouldn't be the closer. And I think that Washington could is also one trade away from getting David Robertson or somebody Probably. like that. I mean, the last two off seasons they've traded for Papelbon, which was a tragedy, and then Melanson, which worked out really well. So... To think that they wouldn't just trade for another relief pitcher halfway through the season if things aren't working out this year, uh, I, I think that's pretty likely. But you're right, their bullpen stinks. And the Mets have Familia. I mean, I don't know how long, how much he'll miss time if he gets suspended. Familia, Addison, Reed. But, but Addison Reed is, they completely turned around his career. Yeah. I mean, he was phenomenal last year, so. Yes. Uh, all right, next division, the Central. You want to go first? Yeah. Defending champs. Is this the easiest division to pick? Sorry to interrupt you right away, but just in terms of it order, is. like, is there any way we don't have the exact same order? Well, it depends. Yeah, yeah, probably. Eh? No, it is. It is. No, it's not. Because those bottom two, who's worse? I think that's a, that's a coin flip. The who's Reds are the worst. Team? Like, the Reds have Joey Votto and absolutely no one else. Cubs, Cardinals, Pirates, Reds, Brewers. Uh, so I'm switching the bottom two. Yeah, the Brewers are horrible, Nick. They are, but the They're Reds really bad. are just as horrible, aren't they? Tell me, yeah, tell me why you think the the Brewers are more horrible than the Reds. It's simple. Ryan Braun is worse than Joey Votto, and that's the only explanation you need. Because the rest of all the rest of both teams' players are trash. You're not scared of it, the Eric Thames revival? No, I'm not scared of Eric. <laughs> I was talking to Brian the other day, and he was like, "I'm going to draft Eric." Thames. I was like, "Great! I don't care. This guy stinks. <laughs> There's no way this guy is any good." Yeah, that, I'm not buying true. it. And so then the Brewers' third best player is who? Keon Broxton, Scooter Jeanette. Oh, Do they even have Jonathan him Jonathan Villar was good last year. If you think oh, Jonathan Villar. I forgot about him. But 
And, or, and I don't really Orlando trust Garcia was like a high prospect. He wasn't particularly good last year, and he's probably another year. He's going to play, but and he's probably a year from breaking out. I mean, the Reds have Billy Hamilton. Billy Hamilton's awful. <laughs> Do you remember Bill, Billy Hamilton at batted two sixty last year? That's shockingly good. Yeah, it is. But Billy Hamilton is terrible, terrible player. I mean, I guess I can't say that. He's a terrible offensive player. He's amazing defensively. Yeah. He's very fast, off, like offensively. Like, I mean, the Reds, I mean, the Reds have the Reds aren't. I mean, the Reds are bad. They no, do. They, are. they do. They do have Votto, which is you know great. You're right. Definitely the best player on both those teams. And we're Adam, talking about a guy Adam who gets Duvall, on base fifty percent of the time in the second half. Yeah, <laughs> literally, he has an OBP near five hundred. After the All Star break, every year, yeah, he's he's like you know amazing. Everybody loves Joey Votto. I wish he was on a better team. But this division's really boring to talk about. Yeah, I mean it's it's actually more fun to talk about the two bad teams. You're right. Like we could talk about Adam Duvall. Like he hit thirty home runs last year, and he's young. And Eric he's, James wishes he could be Adam Duvall. Yeah, and that's not and that's not saying anything because I don't think Adam Duvall is very good. Do you like Jose Peraza? I don't really like anybody on either of these teams, Nick. If their name isn't Vado or Braun or, or VR, I'll, I'll take. I'll say I'll take VR. I don't I, want anybody on these teams. Not even your not boy a, Travis Shaw. Travis Shaw does play for the Brewers now. <laughs> Starting third baseman Travis Shaw. Oh, I like the sound of that. I like. He might be playing. <laughs> is he playing first for them? No, no, because of Eric Thames. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> I think he's going to split time with VR at third, and then uh, unless VR is only playing second, I guess VR is probably playing second. Just play Thames in the outfield. He can't move. Although he sold forty care. bases in Korea, but that doesn't mean anything. I don't care. Travis Shaw's a much better player than Eric Thames. You know who the Reds' opening day starter is? It's a. Uh... That's not Dan Straley. That's a damn shame. It's, it's Desclafani. It has to be Desclafani. No, Desclafani's in the uh, bullpen now, isn't he? That's just a crying shame. Oh, no, he's not. Desclafani's hurt. He, so he got shut ace? down. Their, their, their number one, uh, their opening day starter, Scott Feldman. No, the Reds might be worse than the Brewers. <laughs> like, the Brewers at least have, like, Jimmy Nelson, who's supposed to be good, and Chase Anderson, no, he's not who's supposed good. to be good. Their best, oh their best pitcher the is Zach... the Brewers still have Mike Garza? He's still in the league? Yeah, the Brewers' best pitcher is Zach Davies. And don't forget, as bad as Scott Feldman is, the Brewers have Willie Peralta. Ooh. Willie Peralta's horrible. Uh, the, the, the Brewers also have Junior uh, Guerra. He was okay last year. He was okay last year. And so the we, Reds, the Reds have Homer Bailey coming back, which is you know just awful. But so that's like four starts before he gets hurt again. You know, Homer Bailey still gets paid like thirty million dollars a year. Yeah, like the one of the worst contract extensions ever. He's only pitched like nine games since that signing that contract. That same off season, Homer Bailey got a four year, one hundred and five million dollar contract extension. And that same offseason, Corey Kluber, who just won the Cy Young, got a four-year, $30 million contract extension. I like it. it just, it's unbelievable that Homer Bailey can get that much money. Corey Kluber off of Cy Young got like a fourth of it. But Corey Kluber needs to hire a better agent. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, do, I mean, there's no point in talking about any of the other teams, right? Maybe. Oh, maybe the. Uh, but uh, what's his name? The third baseman, Jung Ho Gong, uh, got his visa not renewed. Oh, that's so. That's so sad because he's he's our third best player. Yeah, so that that's really gonna hurt it. I mean, it's not like sad a, because he, on all accounts, is like needs a lot of help because he's gotten like four DUIs in like a year. So, yeah, like but, he clearly needs help and is not or isn't a particularly good player or person. But yeah, he's like them losing their third best offensive player is going to be a big blow. Yeah, I mean, I love. I still like that Pirates team, though. Starling Marte, Gregory Polanco. Um, McCutcheon. I, McCutcheon. No, that's a, that's a special rest, baseball rest in peace edition that guy's done. I, I agree with you. I don't think he's a good guy. <laughs> and, like, it's, he's not terrible, but he's just like a he shell of what he was even two years ago. No, he, he wasn't was terrible. terrible last year. It's just he's he terrible really compared bad. to what he looked like or what he's been in the past. Like, he's a fine outfit. Like, player like you take him you could put, I think they would have been better off starting Matt Joyce in the outfield last year yeah probably <laughs> Matt Joyce had a resurgence though <laughs> Matt Joyce if you look he had really really good numbers yeah I don't want to waste any of this time of this podcast talking about the Cubs no neither do I everybody knows the Cubs are great Chris Bryant's great Anthony Rizzo's great Ben Zobers is everybody in our circle of friends favorite player Who's ever existed? Kyle Schwarber is great. Wilson Contreras could be great. Jason Hayward is vastly overpaid. Yeah, they're stacked at every position except for right. Field. Javier Baez they'd be better off. That they'd be better off doing is just putting a sack in right field and just hope that the ball lands in the sack. Because I understand Jason Hayward's a good defensive player. That guy can't hit a baseball. Yeah. I think I might be better at hitting a baseball than Jason Hayward. I am a Meadows League MVP. You are. Javier Baez would probably be, you know. 20 teams in the league's fourth or fifth best player, and he's the Cubs' 10th best player. Yeah, he can't even find the starting lineup. Right. Like, on a regular basis. Like, definitely the best defensive player probably in baseball, or at least the most exciting. So I know he's really good at, like, tagging people. They should just put him in right field. Ugh. That'd be such a... But then, yeah, then you, don't get, then you like, don't get, like, the Javier Baez, Anthony Rizzo switching positions once a, once a week for no reason. I know. I know. It would be disappointing, but... I think I think that would be best for the Cubs, just put Baez in right field. I mean, the Cubs, the only problem, or the only concern, if you have one, which you don't, is that they're starting pitchers as great as everybody is by name. They all do have slight question marks. Like, Oh, Kyle Hendricks can't do that again. Right. Like, that was that's the best Kyle season Hendricks. of Kyle Hendricks' career. And that's his that's absolute it. ceiling. And Jake Arrieta's... Still really good, but he was after worse last year, he was worse last year than the year before, which was worse than the year before that. So you're never going to get me to say a bad down. thing about John Lester, though. John Lester, I, I'm sure that you're obsessed with John Lester because of yeah. your history, and he's very, very consistent. He doesn't have questions. John no, Lackey has questions because he's thing about that man. like a grandpa. But yeah, he's like 97. He has to be the oldest pitcher in the league. Uh, not counting like relief pitchers, probably. I think Joaquin Benoit is like forty-one. Isn't Joe Nathan still pitching somewhere? He's probably yeah. He's probably tooling around somewhere in the minors. I mean, he's got to be like forty-three. <laughs> <laughs> I 
He's got to be close to 50. So yeah, I have to. I have to assume Joe Nathan's been pitching longer than I've been alive. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Carlos Beltran's probably been playing baseball since before you were alive. Also on Houston. Yeah, so we're gonna have to. So just for old times' sake, because we both love him. Before we move to the next division, we're just gonna sit here and like just talk about Matt Carpenter for a little bit. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can we can do that. He's because really, I really the don't, only person the, the, I'd want to talk about on the St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, because they're not an exciting team. But boy, do we love Matt Carpenter. I mean, he plays he plays every position. Yeah, he went like one year. He hits ten home runs and gets on base like at a four hundred clip, and then the next year his on base percentage goes down a little bit, but because he hits thirty home runs. I mean, the dude's a, a superstar. He like. He's like an amoeba. He just adapts to whatever the Cardinals need him to do. Yeah. He could lead I think off. That's why he's so much fun. He can bat clean up. He could play. And this year he's going to play first base. Like, what a waste of his talents. Like, <laughs> he could play second or third base. But because they hate Matt Adams so much, he's playing first base. Which I, say, is like, I thought Big, I'm totally I thought fine big with Matt was playing first base. No, I mean, they, they can't give it Big Matt. I, big Matt, <laughs> what they'll probably do is. Big Matt, when he's going against you know certain pitchers, they'll play him, and then they'll bench Colton Wong, who's honestly a huge waste of space. <laughs> like, I'd probably rather have Big Matt than Colton Wong any day, but easily, no, definitely. I'm trying to think. I guess they just got Dexter Fowler. He's kind of interesting. They're just a really boring team. Like they, they just. Are. Like, they just, like, you know they're going to win 90 games every year, but you're not really sure how they do it. Yeah. They, they know how to win. Sense, but they're <laughs> not, like, an exciting team. Like, their pitching staff, like, nobody pops out at you. Carlos Martinez really? is pretty good. Wainwright, yeah, really? my favorite pitcher ever, but he's not great anymore. He's old. And then other, other than Carpenter, no batter really is, makes you feel less that, like, oh, wow, they have him. Except for Matt Carpenter, who who might be my favorite batter in baseball. Yeah, I I think he's probably one of my favorites too, which is unfortunate because neither of us are probably going to get him in fantasy just because I think everybody likes him. Yeah, and I never and I never watch him either because I don't like watching the Cardinals. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> so I don't really like. I don't think I really like owning him because I can't ever watch a game. I, I just remember that Sung Wan Oh is their closer, and he's probably the second most exciting player on the team. Easily. I mean, that, Not dude, even close. that dude's a superstar. Yeah. Like, he makes Trevor <laughs> Rosenthal look like a fool. Well, Trevor Rosenthal is a fool. Yeah, he's not great. All right, right. we finally reached the end. We got one more division. Yeah. We're really breaking down teams here. This is great. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm having fun. All right, NL West. Uh, I'll. I'll are you going first or am I? I'll go. Okay, go for it. Don't do not do it. Just don't be an idiot, Troy. What are you talking about? <laughs> the Dodgers win this division. Okay, good. Woo. Who did you think I wanted? I thought you were going to be an idiot and pick the uh, Giants. No. I was the, the, the team I was thinking about was the Rockies. No, don't you dare. <laughs> okay, so the Dodgers will win this division. The Giants will finish second. They'll get the second wild card. 
the Rockies are going to be one hell of a team this year. So that's the team I'm going to sit here and talk about is the Rockies. Okay. Because you, I know you don't want to talk about the Rockies. Hey, I love me some David Dahl. I know you like David Dahl. Give me David Dahl. I, you know what? The Rockies have a ton of players I really, really like because I really like DJ LeMahieu. I really love Charlie Blackman. Nolan Arenado. You know, I said great. I was going to talk about the Rockies. Okay, sorry. Yeah, you're right. You, <laughs> See, you said I didn't want to talk about them. <laughs> it didn't sound like you wanted to, and then you changed your mind. Uh, okay, sorry. Go. I won't talk for ten minutes. The Rockies, Nick, are gonna. They're gonna finish well above five hundred. They're gonna miss the playoffs by a very small margin. Because I think the Nationals are still a little bit better than them, and so they'll get the second wild card. But this team, forget about your your Coors Field Park factors or whatever you want to talk about, is a good team. One, I like their pitching. Their pitching gets a bad rap. Tyler Chatwood was amazing last year. Away from Coors Field. And he had like a 2.1 ERA away from Coors Field. That's fantastic. He's a good pitcher. They have other young pitchers that I like a lot. Tyler Anderson, all these other guys. I think their bullpen's pretty good. But really, I mean, they have the best lineup in baseball. And that's that's ignoring that Coors Field is, exists. Yeah, I mean, give me the second best lineup in baseball. I think the Cubs have a better lineup. Yeah, that's but they have, fair. The, they have the second best lineup in baseball. They have the best. They have the best player in baseball in Nolan Arenado. There's no way you could say that Nolan Arenado is a better baseball player than Mike Trout. He is. You can't. You can't possibly say that Mike Trout's like the greatest player who's ever lived. No, Nolan Arenado is better than Mike Trout. If you were going to argue that a baseball player was better than Mike Trout. I would have to argue that it was Nolan Arenado, but I cannot let you say that Nolan Arenado is better than Mike Trout. Nick, Mike Trout is a great baseball player. I'm not convinced he's the best outfielder in the American League. Who do you think is better than him, Mookie? I think Mookie might be better. No. He had a better year last year. He should have won MVP. Aren't they both the same age? David Ortiz should have won MVP. That's a lie. Last year was an absolute travesty for major league most valuable player voting. David, look at go look at go look at what David Ortiz did offensively. I don't care if he doesn't play defense. David Ortiz Mike did Trout. the exact same thing that Adrian Beltre did offensively last year, and Beltre played Gold Glove caliber third base. No, he did not play the exact same way. Adrian, go look at Bel- go look at David Ortiz's slugging numbers and stuff like that. I mean, it's one of the greatest slugging seasons in baseball history. All right, you you keep talking I, I, about the Rockies. And you can't and you can't take that and you can't take defense away from Dave Ortiz because last year Mike Trout had a negative defensive war, so he played worse defense than David Ortiz who played no defense. Mm. I'm trying to figure out David Ortiz versus Adrian Beltre, but I'm very slow at typing. So the Rockies have the best player in baseball in Nolan Arenado. They have David Dahl. We've talked about him; he's great. They have the most underrated outfielder in the league in Charlie Blackman. Yes. Um, they have one of the most underrated players in all of the league in DJ LeMahieu. Yes. There's no reason uh, DJ LeMahieu can't bat 340 again next year. They still have Carlos Gonzalez, who is still a beast. 
nobody talks about him anymore, but he's still a monster. I think he might be in his last year of his contract, finally. They may have to it's trade a, him. It's just a great team, Nick. They're going to win 90, 90 games. They're going to probably win 90 games. They're going to finish third, and that's sad. <laughs> but they're going to be a great team. And if I'm wrong, well, I'm wrong. It wouldn't be the first time. So I don't think they win 90 games. I think Do you think they, do you think they finish third? I think this is – so every year – People think that the Rockies are going to be good or goodish, and every year the Rockies are very bad. But I think out of the past five years, I'm much more confident in this Rockies team as I am any of the previous five. So I, I agree with a lot of what you said, especially with the offense. I mean, if you have Charlie Blackman, Arenado, LeMayhew, I mean, Trevor Story is like the sixth best offensive player on this team. He might be the worst bat, or the worst offensive player on this team, and he's very good. Um, and I, I I agree with what you said. If there's, I think the main reason why this team has a chance of being good is because it's the first Rockies team that's had pitching. Yeah, like you, you mentioned Tyler Chatwood being great on the road, and he was. John Gray was great at home, and they've never had a pitcher like that before. Um, Tyler Anderson was really good at home also. So, and they, you know, their bullpen is made up of a bunch of former closers. Yeah. Who may or may not be good, but like, hey, Adam Odovino, Jake McGee, Greg Holland, Jason Mott, Chad Qualls, like all those guys are, you know, they're respectable. It's a, that's a respectable bullpen that has upside to be um, pretty, pretty amazing. So, definitely. I definitely I think they're going to be a good team. I see the potential of the upside. I don't think 90 games is necessarily uh in the cards, but they do have upside. You can't deny that. They I still have Gerardo Parra as like their fourth or fifth best outfielder. If they don't win 90 games, they'll be shocked. All right. Um you, did you have Arizona or uh <laughs> San Diego higher? Uh, truth be told, a large part of my Rockies rant was so that I could think about who I had finished last in the West here. Um, It's got to be the Padres. Yeah, it has to be the Padres, right? I feel like the Diamondbacks really aren't that bad. They're bad, don't get me wrong, but they're not that bad. The Diamondbacks, it's like, on paper, they don't look as bad as you know they're going to be. Yeah, exactly. Because like, the reason you don't like the Diamondbacks and you is in like everybody is because they've never given you a reason to like them before. So like, <laughs> why would you trust them now? And like the Padres yeah. are dressed like a bad team. But uh, do you want to know the projected five man rotation for the Padres? Give it to me. I okay. love these types of things. All right, number one, tell me. Stop me when I tell you a name of a player that you knew was on the Padres. Okay. <laughs> so number one is Jules Chassin. He's I didn't even know Jules Chassin was still in the league. <laughs> yeah, he play- He pitched like four games for the Braves last year. Is so he starting for them opening day? He's projected by uh, – based on fan graphs, he's projected to have the most innings pitched 
by the end of the season for the Rockies, which or uh, for the Padres, which is absolutely incredible considering I can't remember the last time Jules Chastain threw more than like 90 innings in a season. This is starting off terribly okay. for San Diego. So their number two starter is Jared Weaver. Oh, boy. Who last week they announced that he was experiencing <laughs> dead arm syndromes. So if he was throwing 82 miles an hour before, imagine Jared Weaver throwing a fastball with dead arm. Jared Weaver. We've made a lot of old people references. He might be the oldest person we've referenced in this entire podcast. Jared Weaver's fastball is slower than R.A. Dickey's fastball. R.A. Dickey is 40. (laughs) He's got to be 42. He might be the oldest. (laughs) So Jared Weaver's fastball is comparable to what Logan Kensing not sure if you even remember who Logan Kensing is. I, I he used to pitch for the he used to pitch for the Marlins, and in MLB 2K7, for whatever reason, they had Logan Kensing. His third pitch was a fastball, and he threw it 64 miles per hour. That's um, that's incredible. That's, that's Jared Weaver. It was actually a fantastic strikeout pitch. Because you can't time a 64-mile-per-hour fastball. No, that's like when, like, coaches turn on the batting machine and, like, for fun, they put it at 50 miles an hour without telling you. <laughs> yeah, so his ch- I think Kensing's changeup was faster than his fastball in that game. I think it was a game glitch, but it was fantastic. <laughs> and that's basically what Jared Weaver is now. He's a game glitch. He's doing things – he's still in the majors despite not having any redeemable qualities. And he's going to be their uh, number two starter. All right. Keep it going. All Let's right. do this. Third is Clayton Richard. I think he may have been on the Padres last he year. He was on the Padres last year. I'm So I knew Clayton Richard was on the Padres. If you like really, <laughs> really wanted to tell me he wasn't though, like if you were like, nah, man, he was on the Angels, I would have totally believed you. <laughs> Just because of Garrett Richards? <laughs> Maybe that's why. I just said the Angels randomly. But, like, you could, like, I, I think he was on the Padres last year. But you, if, if you confidently said, like, he was on X team last year, I would have believed that that was the case. Uh, that's fair. Number four is Luis Perdomo. <laughs> Luis Perdomo. Do you know who he is by any chance? <laughs> I know who he is, yeah. Yeah, I think I do too. But I can't tell you anything about him. And then Jarrett Kosar is the I just can't take, the, I just can't take anybody. I can't take anybody seriously with the last name Perdomo anymore. No, I can't either. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> yeah. um, so Jared, and I knew and I knew Jared Kosar was there because they traded him. He was part of that big trade. He problem came with part of last year, right? Yeah, but wasn't he the one who got traded? Oh, was he the? No, he was the one who got traded. And was injured. No, that was the other way. Oh, were they? Tr- so he's the one that the Marlins they tried giving to the Marlins that the Marlins returned. I thought he was on the Marlins before. He was on the Marlins before. Who are we thinking of? The, well, the player who? Yeah. Well, the the Padres traded somebody to the Marlins, and then the Marlins said no because they found out he was hurt. But so. Maybe they got Jared Kosar. No, they couldn't have because they would have been penalized. Either way, somehow they have Jared Kosar. 
<sighs> oh, he was traded. So Cosart was traded to Miami for Andrew Kashner. Oh, or traded to San Diego for Andrew Kashner. Oh, and Kashner was hurt. Well, how is Kashner no longer on the Marlins? No, I think he's on Texas. Okay, so here's what happened. It was, it was the trade that it was Kashner, Colin Rea, and whoever Guerrero is. They went to the Marlins, and Cosart and Caps were sent to the Padres, and Rea was the one who was hurt. Yes. Colin Rea was the one who got hurt, and they sent him back. I think they just reworked the trade after that without Colin Rea. Man, why would the Marlins want any of those players? I have no idea. <sighs> okay. The Marlins are a bad organization. They've well, always been a bad organization. Well, the the Padres have the worst starting line, uh, starting rotation in baseball. I don't think it's close, and I, think and I don't think they why. have any hitters. <laughs> uh, they might not. I They're mean, draft a single Padre in fantasy this year. Oh, Will Myers doesn't is good. sound like it. Oh, I forgot about Will Myers. Will Myers okay. and I like. I, I love me some Young Jervis Solarte. Everybody loves Young Jervis. <sighs> I, I still get really mad when I remember that the Yankees <laughs> traded Yandrevis Solarte straight up for Chase Headley, who's a tragedy. <laughs> like, I, Chase I, Headley went to the University of Tennessee, so I can't say anything bad about Chase Headley. Okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll keep. I'll let you stay quiet on that. Then <laughs> they do have. A, they do have a potentially fun outfield because they have Travis Jankowski, Margo, uh, uh, Emmanuel Margot, Hunter Renfro. Like those are all guys that could be good. The Padres also have Ryan Schimpf. Oof. Schimpanzee. I once when, – when at City Field this summer, last summer, I saw him hit a ball to the moon. They also have Jabari Blash, do they not? Uh, I think they might. He, I think he's way in the ma- minors though. Oh, well. Oh, well. Sorry, Jabari. Yeah. So. Hey, we're finished with the divisions because I don't want to talk of Giants or Dodgers. Or Arizona. Do you want to talk Giants or Dodgers? No, I don't want to talk Arizona. Ooh, AJ Pollock one. though. Oh, he's back. There AJ we go. Pollock we talked about AJ Pollock. Great. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's all I need to say about AJ Pollock. I might not he's need back. to say anything more. He's healthy. Hopefully, he stays that way. <laughs> he's really, really good. There's a reason to watch Arizona. I just feel like the Giants and Dodgers are like the Cardinals now. Only the Dodgers are like the talented version of the Cardinals. Or like you know they're going to win because they should win. Mm-hmm. They've like achieved like Cubs level where they're going to win just because they should, which is boring to talk about. Yeah. And the Giants, they are the Cardinals. Like both of those teams are the exact same team. Well, the Dodgers are the Cardinals if the Cardinals were able to spend money. That's true. It's like the same as the Cardinals except like they're able to buy enough depth that you don't have to really worry about it. Like, in a sense, they're almost more boring to talk about, like, as a season outlook than the Cardinals because there's really no way, like, you could have every single, like, opening day, like, starter for the Dodgers get injured and they'd still be able to, like, put together a respectable team with their backups. Yeah, they got a good team. I mean, they're just – I don't like talking about good teams. I like talking about bad teams. Yeah. And the Rockies. I like talking about bad teams. Everybody knows Corey Seager is good. (laughs) Yeah, Corey everybody. Like they traded for Logan Forsythe. That's was, amazing. Like he was the Rays' second best player last year. I have no and idea he's how now, the Rays got away with trading he's, him. He's now the eighth <laughs> best player on the Dodgers. Like that's all you really need to know about this team. Are you excited that the third best hitter 
he's not really the third best hitter. I'm going to put his name out there just that he makes the podcast. The Rays' third best hitter might be Steven Souza Jr. Ugh. It's he's not he's not the third best hitter. I feel so bad he, for Steven Souza Jr. because like he's by far <laughs> the worst player in that trade. Like, and it's not close. Like, Will Myers has been fine since that trade. Oh, Will Myers is – it's the worst trade. Yeah, it was a three-way trade for, for – they got they got Steven Souza, the Padres the got Will Myers, and the Nationals got Trey Turner. Like and, and Joe Ross. And Joe Ross. Yeah, that's true. I think the Padres – who else – I think the Padres may have gotten somebody else in that deal too, didn't they? Yeah, I think they did too. I think they got a prospect. Who's pretty good. Is Eric Ibar on San Diego? I didn't know that. Everybody loves him some Eric Ibar. Uh, I don't know if that's true. Who are your MVPs? Oh, man. I haven't really thought about it in that context. <laughs> I can tell you... You know what? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with... Arenado and Trout. Wow. You know what? Okay. I'm not. I take it back. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to – and it's blasphemy because I just said the Trout was the best player. I'm giving it to Nolan Arenado and Altuve. Okay. I think the Angels are too bad for Trout to get it two years in a row. And I think if if Houston had made the playoffs last year – Altuve probably would have won it over him anyway. So maybe I'm, I'm giving it to Altuve and I'm giving it to Arenado because if the Rockies are going to have as good of a record as you said, then there you go. He's their best. Yeah. Player. So so Nolan Arenado is going to win the National League MVP by a landslide. It's not going to be close. Thanks for playing Chris Bryant. Thanks for playing Daniel Murphy. Thanks for playing Joanna Cespis. It doesn't matter. No, there's be Nolan Arnado. There's one person who could be better, and that would be if Kershaw is like twenty-one and two. Yeah, that's again. always a possibility, but I don't care. Nolan Arnado is going to be the National League MVP. Okay. Um, and then the AL MVP is going to be the guy who should have won AL MVP last year, and it's Mookie Betts. I mean, I'm fine with that, too. I think Altuve, Betts, Trout, and then I'd probably put Cano fourth in terms of chances. Yeah, they've, they've angered Mookie Betts, um, and I'm actually excited to see what an angry Mookie Betts looks like. Okay. Who do you think would win the Cy Youngs? Who? Now, this. This is a fun question. Um, the National League is Clayton Kershaw. You just have to pick him until— because. Well, he's the best pitcher. Yeah. He's the best pitcher in the world. Um, if I wasn't going to pick Clayton Kershaw, I would pick Noah Syndergaard. I, I, um, I could buy that. I think this is going to be like Noah's like huge breakout year. I think he's already pretty big, but I don't think like he's had that one like fantastic year. I think the Bone Spurs kind of limited how good he could have been last year. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, I think he explodes. So even even though I have to say Clayton Kershaw, I would be shocked in the slightest if Thor wins it. Um, AL Cy Young. That this one's tough. tough. That's the hardest it's, one. It's tough. Because um, like, it's the same characters that you'd expect every year. Like, it's would will Justin Verlander be as good as last year? 
If so, he's got a shot. Corey Kluber always has a chance. Chris Sale, if he's good and Boston's great, he's got a chance. David Price, I don't think, has a chance. <laughs> I'm going to go on a limb here. going to go out on a limb here, Nick. Okay. Give me you, Darvish. Damn, that's who I was going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, if I wasn't going to go with any of those top guys, it was either going to be Darvish or uh, Archer. Yeah, Archer was a guy I was thinking about, too. I just don't know if the Rays are going to be good enough for him to win, like, score enough runs for him to get the wins. Yeah, and as much as I hate that wins matter, and sometimes they, do. they don't, like, if you have a stellar season like Felix Hernandez did five or yeah, six years back. ago, yeah. it, like, you go, it goes beyond it. But, like, the chances of you having a great season, the same season that you don't get that many wins, and that nobody else in the league has, like, 20 wins that year is pretty yeah. low. Like, if Rick, if somebody does a Rick Porcello and has, like, an okay season with 22 wins again, there's no way Chris Archer wins with 12 wins. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. I think I'm going to take him Darvish. Okay. So we may have this. We have the same Cy Young picks then. I'm going <laughs> Darvish and Kershaw. It's exciting. No love for Rich Hill? No, no love for Rich Hill. That guy is literally, like, 36 years old. I think he's older than that. <laughs> But Rich Hill's, like, one of my favorites. I know he is, but, I mean, he's not going to win the Cy Young. No, because he's not going to pitch more than, like, 110 innings. <laughs> but The other person I was thinking about for Cy Young was Masahiro. Ooh, I would love it if he did. And he's re- really good in the spring. But I just, he if is. I'm doing one of these projections like this, I can't possibly pick somebody who, at any moment, could just crumple into a heap. Like, that's why, like, David Price, like, you can't even talk about. Does Darvish not fall into that category? He does. That's why I couldn't pick him. But you did. Oh, Darvish. Oh, I thought you meant Tanaka. Sorry, I got my uh, overpriced (laughs) Asian starting pitchers confused. (laughs) Darvish is in that same exact boat. He is, but whenever Darvish is pitched, he's been lights out. He's He's probably the best pitcher in the American League whenever he pitches. Yeah, and last year when he came back, he didn't show any signs of really... Like not being healthy, so I, 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 I'm happy with Darvish. Everybody gets Tommy John surgery. I, I'm I'm more comfortable with somebody who's had Tommy John surgery in the past and is now recovered <laughs> than somebody who needs Tommy John surgery and is just holding on until he can't any longer. I think that's fair. I think that's why I don't only, trust Matt Harvey. The only well, the pitchers that the well, the Matt Harvey doesn't have Tommy John. Well, but like he had the, he his had arm the, could fall off at any moment, can't it? Well, it's because he has one less rib. Oh. It's it's the nastiest procedure I've ever heard of. Ugh. I don't really even want to talk about it because it makes me sick. You're right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay. We won't talk about that. Yeah, it's 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 gross. All right. Troy, we talked for an hour and a half. Uh, is there anything else that we could really talk about for baseball? All right, we could talk fantasy, but I'm, I'm pretty happy that we actually avoided that. Yeah, that was we great. Just, we could, I'm so we could just excited. Do that. We could just do that on our own time. Yeah. If we uh, if we teased you earlier on about this only being a fantasy podcast, uh, we're sorry to disappoint you. Yeah. And if you laughed because we said it was going to be a fantasy podcast, please come back. We're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we may have well, lost a lot late. of people. It's too late for that. Yeah. But, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad by us. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> okay. So I'm good with that. And hopefully we'll have uh, some baseball podcasts throughout the season. 
Maybe every oh, few weekends sure. we'll be able to do it. My work is yeah. just so uh, so time consuming now, but yeah, the new jobs is killing me, man. Yeah, but hey, I'm glad you're enjoying it. And I'm glad you're getting some airtime, and uh, we're gonna talk about wrestling in a couple minutes, I think. So. Let's do it. Okay. See you back for the next episode, guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Bye. Michael Phelps with the swim moves. Michael Jordan with the tennis shoes.